Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective with me, Adam Meredith. Before I jump in to uh, introducing uh, today's guest, uh, you know, talking about today's episode, I wanted to first speak about treating people with respect and why I feel like it's important to fucking treat everybody like a human being. I was, I had an experience today. So currently, back, let me backtrack for you guys. Currently, I am, I'm, I, I, I'm working on a contract uh, while I work on other things to, to sustain myself. So the ultimate goal is to, is to work for myself and to be self-supported and, and not have to re, uh, rely on an employer. So I want to be self-employed. But in the meantime, you know, while I'm working the plan, you know, you have to do what you have to do. So I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a con. I have a contract. I'm working with uh, this pharmaceutical company, and and right now it's a very high high stress environment at the moment. Um, with a lot of times with these pharmaceutical companies, there are audits with different regulatory agencies. Um, sometimes it could just be, uh, you know, like a local um, domestic one or it could be like an international agency so it's a current currently it's a very high stressful environment for this company and these people and I can understand that you know I get it you take what you do seriously and this is very important and it can be stressful with that said that doesn't give anybody the right to fucking to talk down on anybody else like I can't understand how you can how somebody can be so condescending to another human being and on top of that it's not just the con- the 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 being condescending it's it's almost like an air of of I'm a higher position, so because of that, I am important. So, or, 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 or because I am stressed, it doesn't matter. Like, this is an acceptable behavior because I am stressed. I can, I can do this. I can, I can act however I feel because I am stressed. And that's just weakness. That's just showing me you are unable to control your emotions so therefore because you are not able to handle a high stress environment a, a stressful situation that you have you have to act like a child or you have to uh uh maybe uh express some sort of of power trip or it's it's a false sense of power ultimately but it it makes you feel good to to assert yourself and and talk condescendingly to another person and I've witnessed this behavioral this behavior I can speak real well I've witnessed this behavior uh, several times throughout this company 
and it just fascinates me the amount of bosses that this place has this place has um there's a huge difference between a leader and a boss right a fucking leader will lead by example i hate i hate to i hate defining something with the word you know like you can't you can't give a definition with the word that's not how it works um, you can't define a word with itself, rather. Um, but, no, a leader um, leads by example. You know, um, a, a leader uh, is, is serving to, uh, to, the, to their workforce, um, to, to their, the, the people that they're leading. Like, uh, you, you don't talk down to people, and you don't treat people without respect. You just don't do that. I don't give a fuck if you're a CEO or if you're a janitor. And I've I've said this before and I have experience with this. I've worked at a fucking what the fuck were they? They were like a fortune like at least fifty. I don't know where they were. They're were a big ass company. And I've been sta- I've stood in rooms with net worth that's just unbelievable with CEOs, with five star generals, like and I don't care how how high up you are, how how low you are, I treat everybody the same. Everybody is just a person. And I treat everybody with the same respect and I treat everybody courteously. And that's just how I operate. But for some reason, not everybody does. And, and I try to understand and I try to figure out why and I just don't know. And it fucking baffles me. But just to observe that behavior... Um, on a on a regular basis at this place, and especially with it being a high you know high stress environment right now, um, I feel like it's just showing a lot of character with some of these people, and it's just fucking crazy to see. Um, it's just a hard thing to wrap my mind around. Um, it that really just speaks to almost like the the culture um, of this particular company is just like wow, what the fuck, guys get it together man like that shit is just not okay like you just don't talk to people that way you know just show respect be courteous if you have a fucking request you don't just order somebody to do it and just or or tell them to do it like they're a fucking child like you know you can you can ask for something um when you can request something in a fucking courteous way it doesn't take much it just takes a little fucking respect that's i mean that's really all I'm saying. I just can't understand it. So <sighs> I feel so much better. I appreciate you guys uh, listening to that. But uh, it just frustrated the fuck out of me today, to be honest. Like, I just can't uh, wrap my mind around it, as you've, as you've heard me say probably several times already. Uh, yeah, so on to the next thing. Uh, what's Well, actually, what's the what's the story of that? Treat everybody with respect, and uh, and life will be okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode is with uh, me and my buddy Justin Bricker. We were on the plane back from Austin. We uh, headed down there for a jujitsu tournament, the Onnit uh, Invitational. He was so kind to travel with me. Uh, and, and, uh, corner me and just, uh, you know, just kind of be there for that whole situation, uh, that whole experience. It was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, so we recap that and, uh, yeah, so we're on the plane and, uh, it was a good conversation. So enjoy.
All right, and we are going. Perfect. Perfect. All right, folks, we're on the plane. I'm here with my boy Justin, and we are on the plane back to St. Louis, uh, leaving Dallas. We went to on it for less than 24 fucking hours. So what's up, dude? That was uh, definitely um, a ride. That that's for sure. These last 24 hours have been beyond beyond eye-opening. I know, but dude. Going to on it, I know we've been talking about it a lot, but was that was the biggest eye opener? Absolutely. Oh Absolutely. my God, there's there's no reason why we can't be doing that. No, and there's there's no reason why other people aren't doing it. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They 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 see what they see online and don't realize how how easy it is to do if you just do things the right way. Right. You know, and that's that's all it was at the end of the day. Everything was done right. Right. They, they weren't doing anything outrageous or spectacular it was just right yeah and a good group of people yeah i mean dude like so we'll see them online we'll follow the different people i mean they have a, a ton of great trainers there yeah all with big followings yeah. and then like you'll see the different things you'll, you'll check it out online and it's just like whoa they're doing some next level stuff there it's just it just seems so much larger than life like the mecca yeah, it's like it's like you know, like when you're a little kid and you're fucking watching, you you watch something on TV, and it may be an actor, maybe like for me, like back in the day, it was like pro wrestling, yeah. right? Dude, it was just larger than life, Absolutely. right? And you can even do that now. Like I can remember whenever I first started getting into fighting, um, you you envision like fighters being bigger than they are, or like the the cage being bigger than it is. Or just the the event itself being bigger than it is. Yeah, just your mic. I think it put Too it close. No, up more towards your mouth. Better. Yeah, that might be better. Better. That's good. All right, cool. Yeah, better. But yeah, dude. So like there, I was I was real pissed off last time I came to Austin and I left. I didn't get to go there. Right. And then um, I was awesome going there this time. But um, having been there, I probably shouldn't have been as pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, go, it goes back to what we've been harping on all weekend. The perception is absolutely everything. Yeah. I mean, if you can if you can make it look right, it's it's gonna be right. Yeah, man. But they're doing so many right things there, man. You walk in and it's just like such a nice um, initial space. You got the fucking it's welcoming. Yeah, it's welcoming. You got a nice little shop there. You have the juice bar. Um, doesn't help having what? Doesn't help having uh, good-looking people. I mean, doesn't hurt having good-looking people. Oh my god! The front door. The, the women at the at the fucking front desk. Holy shit. Everybody there. Oh my! Just all men, men and women. This all the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. All I, beautiful people there. I felt like an old baseball glove. I felt <laughs> out of place. Like <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, I'm walking around, curly ass, messy ass hair. Right. Very rarely <laughs> do I have a shirt on in the gym. I felt self conscious there. I had to keep mine on. <laughs> all beautiful people, dude. Everyone. It's it's not fair. Fuck. But speaking of beautiful, I mean, forget forget on it. The jujitsu we got to see this weekend was. Holy shit. I mean, uh, unreal. And you, more than me, have been exposed to that stuff at a high level. This is the first time I've ever got to see anything like this up close. Yeah. Yeah. I've been pretty fortunate to to be around some high-level competitors, but um, never at this level with jiu-jitsu. Right. Um, At least not in the nogi game. You know what I mean? Like, you watch, you know, flow grappling or fucking catch some YouTube videos or something. You see some sick shit, right? But we were legitimately at one of the events where that sick shit happens yeah, dude absolutely. and um i mean there was what 
four world champions there in, in, a, in a 16-man tournament? At least. Yeah. At least. I, who knows what – well, it was, you know, they had the 218 – they had two eight-man tournaments, one at 145, one at 185 for the folks listening. Um, what I competed in was is the, the Onnit Invitational, and they have these quarterly. Um, I think they've been doing it for the past two years now. Yep. So this is the eighth one. And um, it's just such a it's just such a cool ass event, man. Like you go in and they're just doing everything right. They're treating all of the uh, all of the grapplers right. They call them fighters. I can't call them fighters. Not, yeah. <laughs> if you're not punching me in the fucking face, it's not a fight. Yeah, and please don't make me square off with anybody. It's face off picture, and yeah. stuff like that. And um, yeah, no. So, but they they treat everybody right. Do they give you swag bags? Fucking, you know. They're thorough with the meetings. Everybody's super welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing I've heard the most. Um, listen to Aubrey's podcast. Um, people always talk about me. I just walk in, like just the whole vibe of this place. Like yeah. people are happy to be here, and you can tell every every single person wants to be there. It was super chill there. Like we walked in, and uh, maybe it was almost a little too chill because there wasn't anybody at the fucking front desk when we first got yeah, there. We just even say nothing we it. just walked in, and everyone was just like, "Okay, cool. I guess you're supposed to be here," which yeah. we were, so it wasn't a big deal, but. Um, yeah, man, it was just super chill the whole time. Everybody was super nice. Uh, we were fucking around with some of the stuff. Like, nobody yeah. se- nobody seemed to care. Because sometimes you go to places, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're uh, just don't like, touch that. They're like, you're here for this purpose, not for that. So right. don't, don't touch this other stuff. Right. And uh, they were just so fucking cool. Everybody. Everybody. You know, and, and I think the connections that could be made down the road are going to be the longest lasting part of this trip anyways. Yeah, yeah. The, the jujitsu was a fun experience and everything, but down the road is really more what I'm looking forward to. For sure, man. I mean, just the more we can get ourselves in these environments um, to where we are connecting with like-minded people and we're connecting with people who are trying to do shit and just, uh, and just be in that you know, positive, encouraging environment, just the better we're going to be, just the more relationships we're building. Um, I, I feel like that's just the key to anything in life, right? Right. I mean, building relationships and just creating circumstances so that way you can, you know, create whatever the fucking life you want to create. So so moving forward, what, what well, moving forward from here, what do you think your, your goals are now? Goals with Onnit or just goals in general? With, yeah, with this. With so, Onnit and Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, or just, yeah, just goals in general so yeah obviously this was this was a great um tournament just because it wasn't one that i was expecting um i don't do a lot of nogi um i got to see some high level grapplers and be exposed to some new things and have some some i I was exposed in some areas so it was a great learning experience um from here it's just start focusing on worlds I mean, that's coming up here in August, so pump for that. Fucking get my gear back so I can grab onto you, <laughs> grab onto people, and they can't fucking get away. I right. Like, Forget about the legs for a second. Yeah, yeah. So, but And even then, though, I feel like I, I defended the legs pretty well. I mean, he went for a decent toe hold. Yep. Um, I got out of that, so that was good. But, um, yeah, moving forward, man, just back to the grind, just back to doing normal stuff, pick up the tempo, um, train harder, fucking get ready for Worlds. Go back to Austin for sure, at least in September for their still uh, for their still club certification. Get some rolls in while I'm down there. Just keep uh, just keep building the relationship. Like I said, dude, maybe we can get that fucking internship down there, uh, or apprenticeship, or what did you call it? Residency. 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 <laughs> we need to get the local residency going. Come in whenever. But yeah, no, I can't. I can't wait to get back down here. Not only just to check out on it, just to 
reconnect with some of the people that we met down here to train with at different jujitsu schools. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good jujitsu down here. I didn't realize so much. I didn't even. I never even heard of Checkmat. Yeah. See, and I, the only reason I've seen them is because I, I, you know, I follow the IBG, IBJJF circuit, and you know they're always in the top with you know Ados and you know some of the other big Gracie schools because they travel like freaking school of fish. You know, yeah. A million of them at a time, but. Yeah, I know Checkmat's got a great program. I didn't know they were headquartered here, but yeah, I didn't know that either. Dude, we were sitting backstage, or not backstage, but we were sitting in the in the back there in that room, and um, you know, you were watching uh, that coach from Checkmat. Yeah. You know, just help whoever was needing help, and yeah. dude, he had some good information. I mean, he filled in at least three major holes in, in my top half guard game with within ten minutes. Just little details that I never have seen. I mean, yeah. Granted, my experience is limited, but but still, just the, the knowledge that I was able to acquire from just being back there with this guy for ten minutes. Right. Yeah. You know, definitely. You know, so many different high-level people there. Just the amount of information that was swirling around that room was overwhelming. Oh my God, dude! I love being in those environments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, it's got just a wealth of knowledge and. And especially in jiu-jitsu, that's why I love jiu-jitsu. Like, jiu-jitsu is just one of the, the purest sports, man. Right. Fucking being in the MMA circuit for so long, fucking you got a lot of testosterone, you got a lot of guys who need to fucking prove a point. A lot of ego. Lots of fucking ego. I mean, how, how many guys did we see yesterday that lost, came back in to the room and talked to their opponent? Yeah. Dude, it's all love. Uh, and I say that all the time, and it really is. It would. It's, it's all love, and like you've been saying all weekend, it, it's just jiu-jitsu. It's just jiu-jitsu, man. It's just jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason for any sort of animosity. It doesn't have to be a, a negative situation at all. Like, we can go out there, we can compete, we can challenge each other, we can test each other. And, and then come back at the end of the day and shake hands like grown men or women and, you know. Dude, you want to talk about checking your ego out the door? I just got fucking submitted by a 17-year-old kid. Well, at the end of the day, he's his his level is higher than that of of your typical seventeen year old kid. Of of most adults. grown men. Who yeah, are no, he's belts. high level, dude. He's high level. But you want to talk about checking your ego at the fucking door? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Shit, dude. On any given day, man, sometimes someone's just better than you. Right. You know what I mean? And not to say that that kid's not you know William. The kid we're talking about his name is William Tackett. Um, he's a blue belt. Blue belt. Blue belt, 17 years old. Just won Nogi Worlds. Won Nogi Worlds as a blue belt uh, and the the Open, the Absolute Division as well. Took third at Worlds in Gi. And has also been training since he was eight years old. Yeah, had the opportunity to speak with him, and, you know, he said he's trained for the past eight eight years. So, I mean, he's bred for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he had a lot of – he's doing things right. Well, and, and, and not only has he been training for, you know, uh, uh, literally half of his life, he's been training under very, very high-level black belts. Right, right. You know, we've we seen some aspects to the game yesterday that we've never been exposed to before. Just small details. Yeah, man, and there's it's always a learning process. There's so much to learn. And us being in St. Louis, I mean, being able to the, – the Texas scene is just a whole different grappling scene down there. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. A lot, it's a, a much bigger leg lock community. Um, they seem to embrace the no-gi um, a well, lot more so than we do in the Midwest. 
and 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 you, you would know better than me. I don't know how much of it is a Midwest thing as opposed to just our, our, our gym thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like like you were saying yesterday, the uh, the the jujitsu scene, at least in St. Louis, is predominantly Gracie jujitsu. Yeah. You know, um, with that comes a, a certain level of, of traditional practice. That, right. So, yeah, probably just a combination of it all. Uh, but maybe because of that, that's influenced the scene. That's what why the scene is the way it is. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is there's definitely some areas that I think um, we're neglecting mm-hmm. as, as a whole in the city. I mean, I'm sure there's we got some good leg lockers there. There's definitely some great leg lockers in St. Louis. Everywhere. But, um, you know, not at the level of some of these other places. Not at the level that you're going to see in, like, New York or yeah. on in California well, and, and, or and even, speaking of New York, down here in Texas. You know, we got to see a, a product of the Donahue Death Squad live we in sure action. Did. Fucking and firsthand, that dude was savage. 145 pounds. Um, uh, you know what? I, I, I'll, I'll get his name. We'll have I, to get his name. He won, though. Yeah, won the whole thing. Won. So, yeah, go to On an Invitational 8, 145-pound uh, division, and he's the one who took the whole thing down. Yeah. I mean, and f- he had three matches. Three matches, yeah, you had three matches to win it. So quarters, semis, finals. Right, and the, I mean, these guys were too afraid to engage him most of the time. Man, the way he just attacked the legs and attacked the neck. Yeah. Dude, he was just grinding, folks. Dude. Yeah. So fucking good. Just with one hand. One hand. Dude, his his left hand, he he could barely even move it. What? Yeah. If you didn't notice, his hand was taped up like all the way. <laughs> Gosh, I, fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about mental toughness. Right. <sighs> Shit. No, this weekend was definitely humbling, man. It really was, man. Just just to be in that environment, um, get from being at Onnit to being around all those 10th Planet guys and just all the great fucking just jujitsu that was happening. Yeah. It was just so awesome. And just, fuck, dude, we just took so much out of just... Less than 24 less, hours. Less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. Yeah, shit. So let's let's give a rundown for the folks that don't know. We fucking get to the airport yesterday. We had a 515 fly out of St. Louis. Get to Dallas, connect, get to San Antonio, or not San Antonio, get to Austin, uh, what, about 930? Yeah, we, we touched down in Austin at 930. 930, catch Uber, get to the, uh, we get to on it, weigh in, do all that good shit. And meetings. then it's uh, kind of proceed with the rest of the day. Uh, should, should we go into uh, our adventures with Steve? With Steve? Shit, we can yeah. save I mean, that for later. It is what it is. Um, I don't know. I might, we can talk about it. Shit. All right. So, yeah. I mean, fucking we uh, get we get the on it, check in, uh, get the swag bag, do the pictures, um, do all that good stuff. And then I connected with my, my buddy Steve, Steve Maeda. Who I um, so I met Steve last time I was down in Austin at Paleo FX. He competed at the Honor World Open, and I went like three matches with him. Um, it was a, it was a fun time. We won all of those. Um, but Steve is uh, he's a men's like life coach and, and a pickup artist coach yep. as well. PUA. Pickup. PUA. But you're not supposed to know what that means. Pickup artist. It's good that I don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> you're doing well for yourself. <laughs> fucking pickup artist no steve is he's a very interesting guy he's a cool guy I, I like steve he's he's easy to listen to very easy to listen to the man is a has a snake charmer's voice you i mean i could sit and listen to him talk for hours no matter what he's saying yeah yeah his, his voice is 
just got that tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we recorded recorded a couple podcasts there. I did I did his. Um, we recorded a short episode um, with him. Uh, we'll see see if we release that or, or when we re- when we release that. Um, but yeah, fucking, I probably should have took that time to nap instead of fucking <laughs> instead of fucking talking to his ass. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad we did it. Um, it was a good experience. Fucking got to check out P. Terry's, have a P. Terry's burger. Just, uh, just for any of you guys listening, P. Terry's is supposed to be uh, the Austin version of In-N-Out. It is the Austin version of Wendy's. Don't let anybody, don't ever let anybody lie to you again. <laughs> yeah, it was an okay burger. It definitely, I still haven't had In-N-Out, but. Doesn't hold a candle, my friend. It, well, it wasn't as good as Whataburger in the airport just now, so. Right. It tells you all you need to know. Airport probably not going to be as good as that. Yeah. So it is what it is. But, yeah, no, I had a, had a fun podcast, though. That was still a good experience. Talked to Steve a little bit, learned a little bit about what he's doing. Um, and then just fucking just go went back to Austin and just, or back to the gym and just chilled there until we had the tournament. And, and when once we got back to the gym, though, it was, it was I don't know, we kind of chilled for 30, 45 minutes, and then everybody started showing up, and then it was just, from there, it was just a real live environment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a well-ran show, too, dude. Very well. Very well-ran show. Yeah. And, um, and anybody that's interested in checking it out, you can go to onit.com, and they'll have the live feed re- to replay on there, and they're also uploading it to their YouTube channel yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on the YouTube. They put all the old ones on the YouTube. Um, I have to put those in the show notes. I'll make show notes for this, put yep. it in the show notes so everybody can just uh, find that pretty easily and get to it. Um, yeah, man, fuck. It was a it was a quick turnaround. Um, we took a lot out of it. Uh, what's your perspective, dude? Man, it, 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 like I said, you know, you you've been exposed to more stuff like this than I have. Th- to me, this was fucking Christmas all over. You know, I've just fallen so more in love and love with jujitsu every single day, and you know, being exposed to just the high level you I mean you seen the look on my face yesterday when when the, the, the yeah. guy, guy stopped talking about the top half guard it's like I, I mean i had butterflies in my stomach man you know I, yeah i got a free private lesson without having to do anything dude fucking mind blown yeah and those guys are always so willing to yeah do it. geo martinez was just back there helping guys yeah he's fucking just talking just yeah you know fucking eddie, eddie bravo it's one of his top black belts is in here walking around with the rest of the guys in flip-flops acting like he's about to go out there and roll you know yeah i mean yeah if there's one sport that i mean there's a lot of pride involved for sure because there's a lot of dudes who want to win but i feel like if there's one sport that 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 the competitors know how to check the ego it's definitely jiu-jitsu i've never been in a sport where everybody wants to win but they still want you to do well yeah that's a real good way to put it you know yeah like if you know if, if you beat me Chances are you're gonna. I'm gonna come up to you, say, "Hey, great match, blah blah,", blah and then we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. We talk about what you did to do that, and what I did to get you there. Yeah. Like we're all just trying to get better. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like you know, at a football game, you know, you guys, two teams go off on each other. Like, oh, well, how come you did this play when I did that? So well, it's not personable. Yeah, at all. At like, all. It's like it's like you can hate that other team. You know what I mean? It's different when it's just like I'm I'm 
face to face with you and like you're just like a nice guy too yeah. and like i'm not really angry at you right. like there's no reason for there to be any animosity so and now there's your outliers like there are in everything you know for sure for sure like one of the diaz brothers try to come <laughs> they're probably gonna flip you off in the face and still right jiu-jitsu. like right. that's just that's just is what it is right because there's asshole people everywhere <laughs> you just can't you can't can't turn that off yeah yeah but, but um yeah, dude, so I didn't even think about it from, from the standpoint of, I mean, you've only been doing jiu-jitsu for a year. It'll be, it'll, be a, it'll be a year next month. Right. And, you know, I've, I've followed the sport for fucking five, six years, like the competitive circuit, right. you know, watching MMA since I'm you know, 10 years old or whatever. But seeing stuff on TV and seeing it live and then knowing how to process it now yeah. it is so much different. Right. So much different. Yeah, because before you're on the outside. Right. And now you're like you're you're in it. Right. You're in it, and like you went in it fast. Dude. I don't know how many people join a gym and then a year later, like I mean, they're just you're just balls deep into fucking. I, yeah, I mean I'm I'm there six days a week, training, so, sometimes ten times a week. You know, if I'm not helping with the kids' class, you know. I'm, yeah, man, you're always. I mean, you're in the six a.m. The evening classes, helping the kids' class. Open mat. Fucking just. Yeah, man, I'm just, obsessed. That's, there's just no other way around it. I'm yeah, fucking obsessed. Yeah, it is easy to, to, to become obsessed. Um, and, but it's like, it's like, you know, you, you've really, like, taken it on, and then other things are stemming, like, stemming from it now. It's like now you start becoming exposed mm-hmm. to, like, all these other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like minded people. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and this, like, um, I don't really follow a lot of people. Like, I'm not, like, a big fanboy. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't know people's names. But, like, I can imagine that after, like, five years of, like, watching as a fan. Right. And then now all of a sudden, like, you're crossing paths with all these people. Yeah. It's got to feel weird. Yeah. Like, like, you saw me yesterday when I, when I walked past Gio. I looked like a little schoolgirl. I just couldn't even imagine, like, how fat, like... I'm excited for you. Yeah, man, dude, it, and it's all and it's all came pretty pretty fucking fast. Yeah, you know, like fa- it's like it'd be, it'd be like it'd be equivalent to just starting to train MMA, and then like the next year you may, you're you're, you're in the corner for Bellator, or, or yeah, you know? you're in the corner for like a big UFC fight yeah. or something. It's like, it's like how the fuck? How did I get it's here? It's just like one year ago. I was just thinking about doing this, yeah. and then now I'm here. But well, well, and like I told you, man, I, I showed up to the gym four times and sat in the parking lot. Yeah. I, I, I watched people walk in the door, and I sat there until class walked out, and watched people walk out. <laughs> like it, it was. It's intimidating. Yeah, shit, Yeah, intimidating as shit. You know, especially because yeah. I've heard you know, it's a Shark Tank. You yeah. Know, yeah. But I but I think that I think that just says a lot about almost anything in life, right? It's yeah. just like you just fucking show up one day and like just start putting in the work whether like you're whether you're scared or not or whether you know what the fuck you're doing you just start showing up and then things just start fucking happening falling into place yeah yeah and you see that time and time again yeah time and time again but don't get me wrong like i feel like i'm putting in the work to make things happen you but, are but they're fucking you falling to, into place you yeah. have to put in the work for those things to fall into place right, right? The, the things fall into place because of the work right not just because you show up a lot of people show up but they don't right. they don't do shit what, what, what do they say? Luck is time that just meets opportunity? Something like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> you know? I butcher sayings all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's one of my number one professions is butchering sayings. I'm full of sayings, but I'm full of wrong sayings. Yes. They're all butchered. Right. They're, they're, in, they're in my dialect. <laughs> you know what that makes me think of? I was just thinking the other day. Um, how many people actually read something 
and then quote it. Like you read it like an actual passage from a book or like an article, and then you take an actual quote from that and you quote it versus how many people are just quoting quotes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, oh, I heard somebody say that, so I'm going to say it. Yeah, or, like, or, you, it. or you just read just the quote. Yeah. It's like, man, there's this great quote. Well, did you like... What was the context? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the context? I was just thinking about that because I'm guilty of that. I fucking have a million quotes, but I didn't, I don't, don't tell me where those fucking quotes came from. I can D- tell you who they came from. Right. Did they come from a book? Did they come from a speech? Did right. they come from a magazine? I don't fucking know. Couldn't tell you. I seen that motherfucker, though. <laughs> I seen that motherfucking quote. I liked it, and I ruined it. I, I, I liked it on Facebook. I typed it in my phone. I got that quote, damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't wait to come back to Austin. Dude, next time we come back. We, we got to do more than 24 hours. We got to do more than 24 hours. We got to do some shit. We, we got to find an Airbnb that... <laughs> Is a little or maybe more, get like uh, an actual hotel or little, something. A little more homey. Fuck, dude. So yeah, that Airbnb, folks. This Airbnb. Let me tell you something. Be- well, before before we rip on the Airbnb, the the apartment complex was uh, beautiful. Oh yeah, uh, top fucking notch. I mean, the the pool the, was immaculate. The, the vending machine was filled with organic food. <laughs> S- such a nice clubhouse. Um, like you said, first time we walked in there, Justin felt safe. You felt safe. Yep, yep. G- gated community. <laughs> gated. It was fucking super nice, man. It was nice. But, okay, we got into the apartment. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there was, okay, so first, back up for a second. There's a lockbox to get the key to get into the apartment. I'm pretty sure that's broke. It had to be. <laughs> had to have been broke. Um, I fucking put the code in twice. It just flashed red. I'm pretty sure red doesn't mean go. Never. So, unless you're a Cardinals fan. It still opened up. Yeah. We get in there. It's a spacious apartment. Light doesn't work in the in the bedroom. There's no, no sheets on the bed. No sheets on the bed. There's a blanket though. There was a blanket. Was a blanket. <laughs> couple pillows. It's trash. Yeah, the trash hadn't been taken out. The trash hadn't been there taken was, out. There was spit and food in the sink. <laughs> yeah, sink was dirty. But at least the dude wasn't there. Right. I, so, can, I can live with that. I like privacy, so at least we didn't have to deal with trying to fucking make small talk with. Some guy we didn't want to talk to. Some random guy who was probably upset that we didn't check in earlier. Yeah, or, yeah. We, we showed up whenever he was expected. Had to worry about waking him up or right. whatever the case may be. So that was nice. But, uh, yeah. it uh, That and the 45 minutes it took me to figure out how to get the AC to work. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking working with the AC. It was and 165 uh, degrees in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. So... Nah, man. Well, hey, man. It was a hell of an experience. Yeah, many um, more to come, brother, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, well, we learned a lot of good shit. Um, dude, we got to be in, on it, be in, you know, be in the environment. Fucking and, and saw was, your boy Primal. That was really the goal, man. That was really the goal. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was a win all in all, dude. This was just a great experience. Yeah. And, dude, that's, I feel like that's just what it's about. It's just experience. It's just doing Right. Just doing. I just think about it. It blows me away, dude. Let me, let's, let's pause. Yeah, just for a second. And we're back. Okay, so, yeah, I was thinking about it, and just the idea of, of taking action and things leading to one another. Dude, all of this just stemmed from a decision to, to go to a, to a jiu-jitsu tournament off of, off of just like two weeks, like two weeks notice, like yeah. I just on a whim, fucking. I was listening to I was listening to the On It podcast with Kyle Kingsbury, and afterwards they're like, 
they're, they're of course they're going to advertise the on it open right, right? they're like sign up for the on it open you know you register for this you get into paleo fx well fuck dude i get the paleo fx and i and at bonus. that point yeah it's like and i get to fucking go do jujitsu which is just a bonus and it's half the cost it's only 80 bucks for one for one division Right. As opposed to like $165 or $170, whatever it was, for just like the basic weekend entrance to the conference. And then, you know, at that point, though, you know, you kind of have a choice. It's like, well, I can, now I have a cheaper way to, to get into the conference and I can go to jiu-jitsu. But then you can start making excuses, right? Well, fuck, it's in Austin. I got to get down there or whatever. But it's right. like, oh, it's in two weeks, you know? But it's just like, man, oh, fuck. Oh, I'm not in shape. Uh, blah, blah, you can you make know? a million fucking excuses. But it's like, fuck that, dude. Like, let's just yeah. go do it. So you go do it, and then it leads to another thing. And then I'm sure this is going to lead to something. Well, it already has. You know what I mean? It already has. Yeah. The, the, the connections that we made, the... the the things that we know we need to address and work on, right. what we do need to explore deeper. Exactly. That that alone was worth the the less than twenty four hours we got to spend here. Dude, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. And, and, and luckily, it, it didn't cost us anything. No. You know. I think this whole trip I've spent a hundred bucks. Yeah. Between food and Airbnb. Food and Airbnb and yeah and that's that's pushing it i think my i think my ticket was 11 bucks Mine, with, 11 with, nine, 11 dollars and 92 cents yeah with yeah. points yeah it's like there's ways to make it happen folks yeah absolutely like, if you fucking want it then you're gonna make it happen it's absolutely. that simple and yeah. um too many people just make fucking excuses and i for one just decided to not do that anymore right fuck the excuses man right fuck the excuses because you can always make one yeah dude you can always make one and all you need is one. Tomorrow never comes. Right. You know what I mean? You can always wait. Right. And uh, so, yeah, this is just good prep, man. I'll probably try to get another couple tournaments in if I can um, before Worlds in August. August 24th? Uh, 20, I think it's the 22nd through the 24th or okay. the date, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 25th, 22nd through the 25th. So that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Vegas. I fly down. Uh, Tuesday night, the 21st, and then hopefully I compete <laughs> before before Saturday because right. I don't want to change my flight. I'm uh, I'm gonna leave on Saturday at three. Yeah, absolutely. It's the last flight out that day. Yeah. Apparently, you can't catch a light flight, late flight out of Vegas with Southwest. Huh. The latest flight I could get was three o'clock on Saturday. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. They want to keep you there, bro. I don't. I didn't I, check any of the must airlines. Must be a Vegas thing. Like, yeah, last flights at. 2.30 for everyone. Take a dick. Fuck it. It is what it is. So, yeah, flying out of there. So, hopefully, I fucking compete before Saturday. Right. Uh, get out of there. But, yeah, dude, this is just, like, the, the perfect lead way into that, man. Like, you want to talk about a line of fire under your ass. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a good time, dude. I'm so glad you were able to make it. Dude. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, yeah. Shit, that, it, that was a last-minute thing, too. Yeah, exactly, know? dude. You came last minute. You almost weren't going to be able to make it because yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, folks listening, today is Father's Day. Um, so happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to all the moms trying to be dads out there. Yeah, just happy Father's Day to uh, to everybody out there, you know, taking care of business. Fucking. Both of us here waiting to get home to our kids. Yeah, waiting, waiting to get home to the kiddos. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like. I feel like we did the right thing. We made a little selfish decision. Fucking take but, care of us. But but really, is it selfish? It's, we're, we're getting back to spend time with our kids. Like, if anything, this is something we needed to do. Yeah, and if Father's Day is about fathers, right? Let's treat ourselves. Absolutely. You know, before the treat day. Treat yourself, King. Shit. I mean, all I know is, you you don't typically get sleep. 
but oh. I've only had four hours <laughs> no. of sleep. I've no. had eight hours of sleep combined for the past two days, which is, that should be one day of sleep, not two. It's <laughs> uh, like three days for me. You know? <laughs> I'm running on about six in the last uh, last two and a half. Yeah, so I'm fucking struggling on the sleep, but it's fucking worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally fucking worth it, man. Absolutely fucking worth it. Such a good time. Yeah, such man, a good I just, time. I just can't stop thinking about everything that's happened in such a short period of time. This is just what life has to be. Life just has to be what we want it to be. Yeah. What well, we want to make it. That's as you say. This is what we made it to be today. Yeah. You know, it's, nobody, just, it's that simple. Nobody else did this. We made this happen. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just. To me, people want to fucking just like hope and wish and dream or oh, the, I'm a big believer in, in energy and the law of attraction, and. Um, but that shit doesn't mean anything without work. Right. You got to put in the fucking work. The, the saying good things come to those who wait is fucking bullshit. Yeah. You have, yeah, you those have who work their ass it. off. Now, you might have to wait while you're going to get it, but yeah. you have to go get it along the way. Yeah. You can't just sit back and let, hope that shit comes to you. Yeah. I like uh, Andy Frazella. He had a, he had a saying. It was, uh, I think it was uh, aggressive patience. It's like you got to be fucking patient, but the whole, like, patient, but the whole time, like you're aggressively working towards your goal. Absolutely. You know, just understanding that it's going to be slow. It's going to be slow, you know what I mean? So just uh, having that perspective, dude. So and being able to fucking get through the process. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. So I think they're handing out pretzels and not peanuts. No, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. If there were peanuts, I would have took those. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I thought about this. We stopped when she came and asked us for water. Probably shouldn't stop. Probably should just keep going. Yeah, I mean, not a big deal. We're on the airport. We're on the airplane. Everybody knows what we're doing right now. And honestly, I don't think anybody's listening. Well, I don't think about it. I'm not necessarily talking about everybody on the plane. The listeners know what we're doing. Yeah. Like they know we're on the plane. They could hear that shit. They they could hear it. It's okay. Oh wow. It's all good. We got uh, we got homeboy over here making notes. Got the sick sick white fedora. Dude, he's he's fresh, man. Fresh as shit. I love airports, dude. I wish I could just go hang out in airports sometimes. I want to trip ass and sit in an airport. <sighs> the people watching you could do there. Uh, yeah, that'd be a trip. You would <laughs> see the happy, the sad, you know, the, yeah, the soldiers I mean, coming home. Yeah, but it has to be the right airport. Yeah, but you get to, like, that weird peak in other people's lives, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you see it all at the airport, man. man. You see it all. You see goodbyes. You see reunions. You, you see the, the people who are alone and lost and scared yeah. and frantic and yeah. running around with, like a chicken with their head cut off. That's true, dude. You've seen way more than I have. Yeah, dude. man. I fucking, the last four years, all I've done is lived in an airport, you know? Yeah. It's so for, tell the folks what you did so for the ones who don't so, so for the last four years, I was a, a national accounts manager for a produce brokerage firm that my, my dad and a couple of his buddies started a few years ago. Uh, for, well, for 25 years, my dad's been in the industry, but you know, now finally he, from uh, being a produce truck driver to being a route salesman to being you know, head of sales to being you know, the head of his own company now, you know, my dad is legit the definition of the American dream. Fuck, yeah, you know, I mean. 18 years old without a college, to, I mean, without a high school diploma and, and a kid, you know, on his own. Like, my my sister, her mom was never in her life. You know, she she went to prison when, like, right after she had my sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
my my dad and her were married for like six months but that was only because she was pregnant you know like we talked about earlier the whole midwest thing like you're trying to do what's right right well yeah and they were all wrong to begin with because they both had you know they were both in relationships when they they got together (laughs) conceived my sister you know uh it's like let's just let's just fuck up some more shit while we're at it absolutely absolutely but you're 18 you're young you're dumb and full of emotions and hormones fucking emotions and hormones whoever thinks that 18 year olds are responsible to make any sort of fucking decision you shouldn't you should be 21 before you can vote you should be 21 before you can drive (laughs) 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 i i i don't know about you i definitely shouldn't have been driving at 16 probably shouldn't have been driving at 18 (laughs) Uh, yeah it was yeah i probably shouldn't have been i can think of man fuck man my best friend tony we I was 16. He was 15. His parents didn't really um, take him, teach him how to drive. Right. So uh, I thought it'd be a good idea for uh, for me to do it. Fantastic. <laughs> so here we are. I have my license. He doesn't have a license. You know, we're uh, we're driving around at that time. Our favorite thing to do was just to drive around and just smoke once. Right, absolutely. That's what we did. And um, so that's what we did. Right. (laughs) And and, and took some driving lessons along the way. You know, (laughs) drove around the town and drove everywhere. And luckily it fucking worked out. We didn't get pulled over, no cops or anything like that. God, dude. The fuck were we thinking? One of my best friends, Marvin, his... Well, he's not one of my best friends anymore, but at the time. His... uh, grew up in a really broken home like his his mom was always on disability and his dad was never in the picture and uh-huh. we, we were friends from the time we were uh, nine years old until we were 20 well, yeah 21 yeah and i met his dad one time the only time i ever met his dad was when we went to go pick up his car his dad gave him a car for his 16th birthday it was a fucking 94 puke green saturn like <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean None of the speakers worked in the car. Yeah. Piece of shit. But I was 15. He was 16. And, you know, he was the best friend. Only one of us that had a license. And we were inseparable. So he'd go to football practice during the summer. And he'd leave me his car. I'm 15. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been driving since I was 15, you know. (laughs) Dude. I'm cool cruising blunts by myself. Like, I had a fake ID, too. So, really, I've been 21 since I was 15, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd go get some booze for the night, start drinking at, like, you know, 3 o'clock. He'd be done with practice. I'd go pick him up. You know? Fuck, dude. You're just yeah. cruising. Like like I had a license. Like Fuck. I had a Had never had a driving lesson in my life. You know? Hey, that's just the key. Just got behind the wheel. Yeah, show up and act <laughs> like you're supposed to fucking be there. Exactly. Exactly. Until <laughs> one day, texting and driving. Right at 15, you know, I've been driving for a week at this point. You know? Yeah, you're a pro at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 absolute pro. And I was driving through this neighborhood about to go pick up a girl, and I look up and little kid running across the middle of the street. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I fucking slammed on the brakes. His dad come out, start yelling at me and going off. He's like, "Where's your fucking insurance? Let me see your license." Well, I, you know, I didn't hit the kid, but I was going off. You know, he's going off me, and I'm motherfucking him because I'm 16. And, yeah, you know, don't disrespect me, bitch. Yeah, right. You know who the fuck I am? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 16, bro. <laughs> Fight the world. You better fucking recognize. Fight the world, bro. Oh shit. Yeah. That's funny. That was the last time I drove without a license. <laughs> yeah, man. 
teenagers are shitheads. Kids are shitheads. I say it all the time. I was a shithead whenever I was a kid. Kids are just shitheads. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all you kids out there, you're the future. I'm sure a lot of you are awesome, but we're all shitheads at points. Yes. For I'm sure. sure a lot of you think you're awesome, but you're for sure a shithead too. We all think we're cool. <laughs> Dude, because <laughs> at, I don't know what the statistics are, but um, unofficially, officially, the statistics are 90% of all kids want to be, no, no, 80%. No, okay, 90% of all uh, suburban kids want to be urban at one point in their life. 95. 95. 95. Because, I mean, if you're really into it, you know, you want to get out of that shit, right? But, you know, if you're in, like, little small town Jefferson City. Suburbia. Fucking 50,000 kids, you know, usually about the time from, I don't know, sixth, the earliest maybe, but seventh, eighth grade, usually start creeping into it. Ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, usually balls deep into trying to be a rapper. Absolutely. (laughs) Stack stack of bricks, baby, where you think it came from. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. man. Go, go go back. I, go back and look at my my fucking Facebook. From I checked high school. it. I checked it. Oh, all, all all real deal. All white bricks. You know. <laughs> fucking tall tees, bro. Everything. You had to color coordinate, yep. dude. Filas. Dude, dude I, I I still have a pair of two tone baby blue forces with the strap high tops. Oh shit! Yes. You're yes. clean. Yes. Always, oh my god. Bro. Always. Dude, I'd rock three shirts. I remember I thought I was a shit because I, uh, I had some Snoop Dogg brand clothing and uh, some Outkast brand clothing. I'm like, no one's rocking these right you, now. You had, you had three shirts. You had a, a large, a you, you had the, and you a had small. The, you, yeah, you had like the <laughs> real, real long undershirt, right? Which is like, so if, like, if I wore my Snoop Dogg shirt, right, I had like a real, real, that one was white. But then it had like a blue box with like yellow kind of lettering. So like. Crip game strong. Bro, so the base shirt is blue, right? Long shirt, blue, right? Next right. shirt has to be a little bit shorter. Absolutely. That one's yellow, though. That one's like that goldish yellow for that pop. And then you got the white with the two colors. So you got all... What these motherfuckers know. <laughs> you got to color coordinate. Yes. You, you just got to UCLA. Do it. Hard. It's like one day... <laughs> I was in high school. I was a fucking kid who... Um, just like any other kid, trying to find, figure out who the fuck you are. Right. And um, me being mixed, one, one day I'm black, one day I'm white. Right. Essentially, it's like one day I'm coming in, I'm fucking thugged out, Snoop Dogg, tall tees, yeah. baggy shit. Next day, I'm probably going to come in a fucking polo. Khakis. <laughs> some khakis. Nice, nice boat shoes. Yeah, some nice, yeah, nice ass fit. <laughs> and my yeah. friends, is, I just, fucking human chameleon, bro. I just yeah. went everywhere. It's like, who do you want to be today? We jo- that was the same way with me. We joked about it. Right. Well, see, at CBC, like, I, I had to wear the khakis, and I had to wear the button-up, and I yeah. had to wear the dress clothes. Yeah, those private schools, dude. Well, and then I get out, and it's like, dude, I feel like a fucking slave because this is not who I am. Yeah. I can't wear anything. And, yeah. You know, they're trying to breed that mentality, too. It's like, follow the system, and everything will be okay. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't fucking do that. That's so funny, man. I wonder what it is about just being a kid and just trying to fit in. I don't know. I mean, but but is is, is it is it is it is it a kid thing? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, you're 30 years old. Do you? I mean, are you still try to fit in where you're at? To a degree, maybe yeah, less. To be honest, I mean less, but you still have to find your fit. Well, yeah. So I think, I mean, we're always trying to. Uh, I think the difference is. When you're a kid, you're trying to trying to find where you fit, but you don't know who you are. 
and then like now it's like I know who I am and then now it's just it's just making things fit me right it's less me I don't I don't now try to change me to fit anything else like we were in the fucking airport and I'm sitting there doing fucking squats yeah like yeah. stretching out and shit like I'm just I that dude that Austin trip last time whenever I went to uh, to the Paleo of X conference and just being in that environment around a whole bunch of like similar people right than me like or to me um was just very liberating like it just absolutely it just helped me just like really accept who i am and just my authentic self because it's not something that um, there's not really a big community like that in st louis um it's just not really something that i felt super comfortable to embrace and there there is it's not a big community in st louis because nobody's accepting each other there, there are those people out there. They're there. They're there. But they're for smaller. Sure. They're harder to find. Well, and and I just feel like everybody in St. Louis thinks that somebody really just wants something from them, and they're so defensive, no matter that what. Scarcity it is. mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's definitely those out there. Um, I think it is harder to find um, people with a growth mindset. I mean, they're there. They're they're for sure there. But I think there's less of them. Right. There. Well, because you know, like we're saying, there's there's outliers in every situation. Yeah. But I think it it is the more Midwest small town mindset. It's real conservative. You know, it's just not it, being open to other ideas yeah. and aspects of life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can feel it. Maybe when you go to other cities. You go to Denver. You go to L.A. You go to fucking Austin, and it's right. like, dude, you can just feel it. It's like yeah. the energy of the city is just like. But, but is it? See, and that's where I always fall back on it. Is it the new energy of the city, or is it just energy that we're being introduced to for the first time? Um, Do people feel that way when they come to St. Louis? Like, I think it's a little bit of both, um, but I think you can really get a feel for the city whenever. I mean, I've spent some time there now, and um, it's definitely the energy of the city. Like, you can, you can, for me, I can immediately pick out an active city, and it's easy to do. I mean, they got. They got the fucking, like, the co-op biking, you know, you can, the bike share all over. Right. And there's bike lanes, you got scooter lanes, and you got people running and walking, and it's super active. And, like, in our city, in St. Louis, you go out town, it's not set up for bikers. It's not right. set up for, you know, people who want to commute on their own. Don't even have streetlights at work. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Know. So it's just it's just not set up for that. So I think some of it really is just, it's literally the energy of the city with the people. Like, you can feel it. And this is a small point. Like, um, so last time I went to Austin, drove down, drove back. On the way back, took a different route. I didn't want to pay tolls. So went through, uh, I guess went east, kind of northeast through Austin into into Arkansas. And Arkansas is a beautiful state, by the way, to drive through. But passing through Little Rock and just, I'm just like, this city sucks. Oh, I was yeah. barely even there, just driving through it. And I could right. just feel it and just look and see it. I'm just like, no, this city sucks. There's no reason for me to ever come back here or yeah. visit. This city just sucks. And you know what? I'm sorry if I offend anybody. No, sorry, not sorry. Right. Your city sucks. Right, because if you live in Little Rock, you probably know it sucks. Yeah, dude. You know? it's just, there's just not shit going on there. Like, you, you drive through it and it looks run down. And it's like, what the fuck? Why would right. I ever want to come here? So I really do think, like, you just feel it sometimes, man. And, um... Yeah, that city is one of them. And, and, and I guess it, it boils down to when the community cares about the community. You right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the, community, the, the city has done a great job of building up the community. And now people actually want to take care of it. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. St. Louis, 
they're doing reconstruction and shit downtown and whatnot, but they're trying. They're trying, but it's, but it, but there has to be a culture there. There has to be a culture there. There right. has to be a culture there. I now mean, maybe we're on the the beginning of it and we're just being pessimistic about it because we've maybe. been there for so long and. Yeah, maybe, I mean, but well, you'll go down to, like, Forest Park, and you'll, you'll see people outside and stuff. Yeah. But I guarantee it's nothing like whenever you go down to, like, even, like, downtown Chicago, like, Navy Pier, or, like, you know, people are at the water there, or, like, Ladyburg Lake here in, uh, there in Austin, like, there's all people out in the water all the fucking time. Right. Just out doing shit, and, like, I mean, there's definitely spots like that in St. Louis. I don't want to take it away, because, I mean, I, there's a lot of great things about St. Louis, and, fuck, I mean, we've been there. I mean, I've lived in St. Louis for 12 years now. I've never lived anywhere else. So it's like, it's a lot of great stuff going on there. Um, but I just think uh, being able to, to have that community or, you know, to, to find that community where you to, to kind of grow and develop yourself, um, it's, it's definitely, it takes more work in St. Louis, for Absolutely. sure, which, I mean, that just is what it is. It's, it also goes back to be a part of the culture right you know? so i just think there's just less like-minded people there so it's right. just easier to find it's just um yeah it's just easier to find easier to connect when when you're especially well definitely when you go to like conferences right because because there, yeah, there's, there's going to be people there like that right those are the people that are going to yeah them. for yeah. that right so that was a, that was like a big opener for me um accepting myself so yeah, I don't. I don't really think so much now. I mean, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. I definitely don't try to really fit into me. I mean, we all do into a to a degree, just a society, right? You kind of you kind of yeah, fucking have to. Absolutely. You, know you have I mean? to find your fit. And your yeah, people yeah. To fit yeah, but yeah, I think it's like once you figure out who you are, I think it's just about making society fit to you. Right. At that point, you know right. what I mean? It's just like how can I make this shit fit to me? Right. And uh, what what group of people do I need to be around? Which is why we live in the fucking gym. Yeah. And all Absolutely. we do is jujitsu and just hang out with just other weirdos like ourselves. Right. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Well, shit, I I don't even have any more like-minded people outside of the gym anymore. All my all my friends have moved. You know. Yeah. Like, and I I was one of those kids that would bounce around from every different group. You yeah. know, being at CBC, like I told you before, like at CBC, no nobody treated me like I was their friend. Yeah. Like I have I have one friend from high school, like that my high school. Everybody else is you know kids I went to middle school with, and they all split up and went to different high schools. So I bounced around, you know. Oh yeah. So I bounced around friend groups all the time. Like, there's yeah. pluses and minuses that though. And there is. I, I met a lot of great people. I know more people than I, I mean, I forgot more people than, you know, yeah. I could ever remember. Yeah, I mean, you learn how to network, learn yeah. how to build rapport. Right, but it, 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 it sucks though not having, like, a core group of friends anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because, like, you see some of these guys that, you know, they went to high school together or went to school together from the time they were, you know, first grade, whatever. Yeah. And they still, like, they have, like, their bro trips or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, I never had that either. Yeah, no, like, I, I have, like, you know, my... my three like really i would consider best friends they all live in kansas city now it's like we don't do shit like that like we're more a family than we are friends you exactly know? So, like, yeah like, like when i go to kansas city to go train at glory like we don't go out and party like i go over there we train we smoke weed we sit in the garage like watch movies yeah shit like that we would do at home you know yeah. it's just like yeah there, there's no like there's not like this pressure to like entertain or go no. do some extra shit. No, I, I could go over there and I could go over there right now. Me and you could go stay there right now, even if they're not there. We're like, yeah, yeah, front door's open, bro. Like, yeah, that's all know, good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm like that too. I don't uh, I like my friends or family. Yeah. Um, and like at college, I used to say like I made a couple friends, but now I don't. I don't think I made any friends in college. Yeah. None. Like there's some guys. Yeah. Like we're friendly. We're we're cool. Y- y'all talk on Facebook. Um. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Really. You know what I mean? It's like I, I feel like. And, I, and I, what you made me realize it, and it's, it's, it's just is what it is. It's totally fine. But I feel like if you're my friend and you don't live in my like you don't live in my city and you visit my city and like you don't even contact me, and we're not friends. We're, we're not friends. We're, not friends. we're pretty cool acquaintances, and yeah. you're probably a great guy. Yeah, that does make us friends. Though. We're just not friends, and right. that's totally fine. It just right. is what it is. So yeah, not like, and, and I understand like, <laughs> hey, just let you know I'm gonna be in town. Don't know if I'm gonna have some time, but you know I'll let you know. But yeah, if you don't have a lot of time, but I mean, if you have visited multiple times right. or whatever the case may yeah, be, or say, so, yeah, we're just not boys like that. That's right. cool. That's totally cool. And like, I've uh, I realized when I was younger, like growing up and uh, or just trying to find myself, like I really, I'm bad about it now. Like I've always been that friend who just like I'll be around for a little bit and I disappear. Right. Just always doing my own thing. It's probably because I mean I. I had the kids, and I was working. I've just always you got so much going on all the time. I've just always been focused on me doing my own shit, so I haven't really put a lot of uh, well, 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 just energy s- into friendships. Step back, man. Look at how full your plate's been for the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, I took on a lot, so I didn't really invest into relationships, which is why I'm really trying to do it now in right. my life. I feel like it's just it's so important. Yeah, but look, well, now you actually have the time to focus on. Yeah, like, time it, and the perspective. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the perspective is a big big thing because at the end of the day, we all have the same amount of time. No matter what anybody tells you, yeah. you, make time for the things you want to do and that you need to do. Exactly, you it know? wasn't important to me then. Exactly. I'm like, I'm, I'm busy doing this shit. Right. You a fuck? I'm, I'm making my life. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Going to school full time, raising two kids, had a wife. Yeah. Working. All that, all that shit, yeah. dude. But looking back on it though, I was like, man, I wish I would have like invested more time in those relationships because those relationships are what would have lasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, you learn from it, and I. That's what I'm trying to do now, for sure, at the gym. But and if those relationships were supposed to last, they would have anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I mean, there's there's probably two guys from from college that, um, I mean, I would, I'd consider them maybe like like maybe they're like buds, a, like a buddy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I was gonna say. Yeah. So there's there's some there's some cool buddies or something, but you know, there's there's levels to it for right. sure. And and that's that's really all I, all I got about now around town is buddies. Like, yeah. Few buddies. Yeah, like if 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 a fight were to break out at, at down there, I would feel alone. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't feel like my boys were there that's to not, have my. Yeah, that's, that's not. Yeah, that's what good, I'm saying. That's not, yeah, a, good that's not a good feeling. Fuck like, no, dude. Yeah, go, going out in public and not feeling safe is not something I like to do. Oh shit, dude. So this chick next, uh, brief uh, interruption okay. <laughs> here. Chick next to us is watching a old school Jurassic Park. First one, Samuel Jackson, and uh, caught my attention. Right. <laughs> I've been peeking off side to side. She was, she was watching. Uh, uh, she was watching Thor. Yeah, uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. For that, that's a good movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, the balls deep in the but, uh, lately. Sorry, tangent there. It happens. But yeah, dude, lots of buddies. But um, that shit gets old, man. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't have time for it. Yeah. Like, and, and, and sometimes it sucks because like, yeah, yeah, like I want to go out and have fun, but it's like. One, I'm, I'm not really having fun with these guys. Yeah. You know, because, like, we're just acquaintances, really. Yeah. We're glorified acquaintances. Like, yeah. We're fr- I'm friends of a friend. You yeah, know, it's just awkward conversations. Yeah. Oh. Or there's no conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's even worse. I, um, 
and even more like I I less want to have people to like go out with it's just I want to have people just to fucking chill with and, yeah and connect with like you know? come over let's fucking chill like let's fucking go on a hike like let's yeah. like go let's, everybody come over let's barbecue let's yeah. fucking watch these fights or something it doesn't right. even have to be a whole bunch of people right no. just the right ones right exactly yeah and for that, sure and that's my whole thing too you know like being, being in a big group is it, it, fun until it's not you know right you, you want your pe- your people to be there at the end of the day, right? Like that's yeah. That's all. They, that's all it boils down to. Yeah. You know, like Tracy's the other night, such a good time. Oh man, I love going to his house. You know, there was four of us there. That was the best. You know, that was a small group. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty chill. Um, that was real good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's like the perfect size. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not too many. If I were hosting, that'd be like the only size. Yeah. Not, not too That's about all I do. I can't do too many That's more fucking people. I, I think oh, we had, what, one, two, three, four, probably like eight people there total. And, and you're, you're including wives, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm like, including wives. Yeah. yeah. Wives and girlfriends, all said and done, probably like eight people. Right. And there's a few people. I think, I mean, I brought my brothers. Yeah. So, like, I mean, a few people sit on the couch. There's like four or five of us around the kitchen table. Right. That's about it. Yeah, man. It was a fucking great time. Yeah. No, I, and like, like I said, you know, I go out with these guys and there's like nine of them, you know, and I'm just the outside guy. You know, all these guys are spend time. They, they spend time with each other. You yeah. Know? Like if I want to go out, I have to hit them up. They're out every single weekend. Like, yeah. Each other. You know, they don't, they could care less if I'm there or not, you know. And that's that's not an environment I like to be around. No, dude, not yeah. at all, not at all. And, and and anymore, thank you. And anymore, I'm less of a drinker. I can't, man. Thank you. I can't, man. Yeah, I just I don't really like to drink, man. It makes me feel like shit. Well, and, and like I told you, man, I I started drinking. Get all dehydrated. If, at what time? I started drinking at a really young age. Yeah. Really young age, like, at, like hardcore drinking at 11 years old. The the girl that I was dating at the time. Her, her mom actually ended up going to prison for having sex with one of our friends when we were 14. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big ups for him. Dude, he, he was dating her, her and her daughter. What? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, my. Dude, What's her, he doing nowadays? Crack. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, boys and girls, um, if you fuck your friend's mom, you will your end girl, up doing your crack. Your girlfriend's mom. Your girlfriend's mom, you may end up doing crack. But, but only if you do it at 14. <laughs> <laughs> started 14. Most guys might consider that an accomplishment in life. Well, dude, what was really fucked up is, you know, she made it out like they were in a relationship. Like, and they were. They, like, they were, she was 35 dating a 14-year-old. <sighs> what the but fuck, then, dude? Like, bro, I'm talking, he would ride his bike over there to smash. Like, they I was, can't even comprehend that, there, really. There's times we were playing football at the park, and he'd like, yeah, I gotta go. Go over there and smash. But then, yeah. word got out that, like, all of us knew. And then word got out to the parents. Yeah. The parents found out. Well, then she tried to say that he raped her. Yeah. The fuck? So, and then all of us got called in to be, like, character witnesses for both sides. Because, like I said, dude, she started, it's, it was my girlfriend's mom, like, when we were from 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade. Like, she started buying us booze in 6th six, in grade, having, like, full-blown parties over there. Dude. Dude, I, I lost my virginity at 11 years old. 
she took me to Kansas City. The same my, the same mom? Not to the mom, to her daughter. Oh, to the daughter. But her mom, so for my 12th birthday, she bought me tickets to see Green Day in Kansas City. And she took us up there, got us a condo. This was like a month before I turned 12. And she got us a condo, gave us the suite, like the master bedroom. Yeah. And at night, <coughs> the, like the first night, she walked into the room and she gave us condoms. She goes, you two are in love. I know you are. You're going to do this anyways. I'd rather you do it under my supervision. The fuck, yeah. dude. Think Holy about, shit. So think about that, dude. I'm going to be 25 next month. I've been having sex over half of my life. That's crazy to fucking think about, dude. Yeah. I lost my virginity at 16 yeah. in the back of my mom's car. Bro, I was <laughs> fucking... I, I, five years in at that point. Dude, god damn. That was a terrible mom. I think about that she, now that I have kids. An awful mom. Think about that. Dude, a, a, AJ's going to be nine. Yeah, in th- two, two years... years. You know, he's, no, he's, he's about to be 10. He's about to be 10. He'll so be 10 in July. Man, so. so if my son next year was at s- some friend's house and the mom yep. is – or in four years, the mom's fucking him. Yeah. We might have some issues. Yeah. For sure. Some real issues. For fucking sure. Yeah. There's no might to it. Yeah. Like, what? Like it's, it's kind of fun to joke about, right? You know? Right. But, but once you gain that – perspective and, and you know you always talk about well he's a boy he wanted it you don't know what goes on in a, in a boy's head especially a 14 year old boy but it fucked him up so bad for sure you know i can think maybe like a 16 or 17 year old boy but 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 even then like no what, you, you think about all the hormones you got going that's through, true right? because okay. they don't know who the fuck they are well, well and, th- and think about this you know you're one de- learning how to develop relationships you're learning your body's going through all these changes yeah and this older woman who has shown an interest in you, you come from a broken family. Now, even if you don't, even if you don't come from a broken family, we'll leave that part out. But, you know, this, this woman who tells you she loves you and that you guys are going to be together. And then other people find out and now she is telling everybody that you raped her, that you took advantage of her, you're an awful person. Yeah, that's fucked up. You know, it... And not, it, she's not just telling every, like everybody. She's telling your community, the people that you have to go to school with. That, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's fucked up, dude. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah, it's, it's just such a weird thing, right? I mean, because obviously, like, in today's society, like, that's not acceptable. No. And, and understandably so, right? But 150 years ago, 12 years old, you were trading off your daughter for fucking two cows and a pig. Dude. I mean, there were... I mean, around the world today, I mean, there are definitely children being married off. You know what yeah. I mean? And it wasn't that long ago, like you said, that here in our country that there were grown men with little girls yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. And, they and vice versa. And, 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 yeah, dude, and vice versa. I mean, little boys with, with fucking grown women for sure. Think about, like, in, in you know, ancient times, these little kings. You know, oh, kids, yeah. Eight years old, their dad dies. Well, now you're the king. Yeah. And now you have to fucking... Oh, man. <laughs> and and you think about just fucking... This is even worse. It's just all the fucking pedophilia going on with, like, Absolutely. just, like, men and boys. Like, that's Absolutely. been going on forever. Absolutely. For fucking ever. I don't know why people think, like, this is some new shit. Like... But it, 
I guess, it, I mean, it's just in the age of social media, everything's coming to light. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's the, like, one day, was, at one point, it was an honor. Yeah. You, you don't think those philosophers, Socrates and them, weren't fucking those boys? Dude, you, you go back and really read all about these Greek philosophers and Roman kings and everything. Yeah, yeah. They had boy slaves that they had sex with. The, the, the first Olympics. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what they did. It's all fucked up shit, man. But for yeah. some reason, people think it's new. No. For, or they act like it's new, right? There's just more access to it now. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, people have always been doing this fucked up shit, dude. Right. It's, and, and you can't hide anymore. Yeah. Nothing. You can't, you can't hide, hide shit anymore, dude. I mean, you just got to do the right thing. That's right. what it boils down to. Absolutely. Do the right fucking thing. Yeah. Whoa. She fucking... Yeah, she, so, yeah, old girl, she went to prison, not even for that. So she got off, off for 10 years probation and had to be a registered sex offender for the rest of her life. Yeah, which, that's a death sentence. Death sentence, anyways. Yeah. She got caught texting a 17-year-old boy. Texting a 17-year-old, that's how she got caught? Yep, his mom turned, him, turned so, her in. So she didn't get caught up with the 14? She, she got 10 years of probation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, tripping. Yeah. Okay. Had to be registered as a sex offender for the rest of her life. Okay, but then she was texting 17 year old so she just liked him young. Yeah. So, she, some, she's a fucking Something bad predator. happened to her. Something bad had to have happened to her. Yeah, she, she, you know? there's something stemming to, from right. whenever she was a little girl or something. Yeah. Man. But, like, dude, you know, like you said, you know, she put us in a room at 11 years old and fucking told us what to do. And that was, I mean, she would lie to my parents, like, about me staying over at places, or, like, she'd call other people's plate, like, parents saying that she was so-and-so's mom, so we could all party and drink over there. And, like, it's fucking 11 years old. At the time, she was the cool mom. The coolest. The coolest. <laughs> the fuck, dude. Yeah. Letting us drink over there, let us grab her tits, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely parents like that whenever I was in high school that, um, you know, they had all the parties at their house because, you know, they'd rather their kids be drinking there. And so, right. And well, so the whole neighborhood's drinking there now. And, whole school, rather. And, it, and it's one thing for them to, like, like you're going to do it anyways. You're fucking 16. I guess just fucking do it here. But not, hey, we're having a party. What kind of alcohol do you guys want? Uh, yeah, right. Do you guys want booze? It, like, it wasn't our idea. Yeah. She like, was like, oh, you guys want to have a party? Here's alcohol. Yeah, she's just like totally just kind of spoon fed you, dude. This this shit. And do you remember it was before MySpace? It was called Exenga. No, I dude, Jeff City especially. Dude, I lived under a rock. Right. MySpace was the fucking it for me, bro. Well, so, and Exenga was very very short lived. MySpace fucking knocked it off the pedestal, but yeah. So. It, there was a bunch of girls talking shit on my girlfriend on exactly and it was like like real basic coding stuff on there so you yeah. could like see what was going on like you could see their IP address and you know everything like that yeah yeah well her mom did IT work so she tracked the IP addresses route like to where they were going yeah to find out who was talking shit on her dog Next level shit. Real next level shit. Fuck, dude. Creating, it's, it's doable. Creating fake accounts to fucking see what's going on. Like, oh, yeah. Shit. To get people to respond. And like, dude. Yeah. People have the skills, man. 
People have the fucking it, it, skills. It's, it's one thing to have the skills, but to fucking have the mentality to fucking do some creepy shit like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do some twisted shit with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was the mom who did this? The mom who did that, yeah. Same, same lady we were talking same about. Same mom. Same mom, yeah, yeah. What oh, man, the I fuck got, is with this lady, bro, bro? And, like, you know, at, at, at 25 years old, looking back now, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Especially at 25 with a six-year-old, you know? Right. Like, if in five years, yeah. you're like you, next year, if AJ's in any type of situation like that. Like, oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, how did I not tell my parents? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would really hope he would. Yeah. But like he would just know that but, that's not an okay situation. But, but then it's like, you know, I was afraid that I was going to get in trouble. I was afraid that she was going to get in trouble. Right. Because like, I, I, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't want it to be wrong. And at 11, you know, you want something, you want something. Yeah, man. And dude, let's just be honest. You're 25. Yeah. For the folks listening, your frontal cortex doesn't develop until you're fucking 25. Right. You just now became, like, who you are. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you th- isn't that weird to think about? Yeah. Like, I think about it, and it's like, God, like, yeah, it probably was right about mid-20s when I kind of started, like, figuring out, like, ah, this, this is it. Like, this is who I am. Like, I mean, I kind of knew who I was already. Like, I've always been pretty self-assured and, like, confident in who I am. But hindsight always being 2020, and I start looking back a lot of decisions I was making. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Absolutely. And I'm I'm sure I'll do that now when I'm in the future. But it's, you can definitely kind of see, like, the, um, like the thought process almost like it's very erratic it's not it's not nothing's thought through really right. you know what i mean right it's like it's like whenever i'm fucking it's one teaching, track. teaching my best friend to fucking drive while we're drove, uh, rolling around smoking we obviously did not right. think that one through not, not a good idea yeah, yeah in idea. our mind it's just like well what are the odds right that's what i always say i gotta quit saying that yeah why <laughs> Right, why me? Is it going to be me? What are the odds? I'm just playing the odds, man. Yeah, just playing right. the odds, aren't we all? Absolutely. Every day. Yeah, dude. Everything you do. Really, at the end of the day. Just playing the fucking odds, playing bro. Playing the fucking odds. Yeah, but that mom, dude. Holy shit. Oh, man, I got stories for days. <laughs> Fuck yeah, stories you do. Stories for fucking days on her. Shit, man. We'll have to jump into those. But, uh, all right, folks, we're about to uh, land pretty soon. We're not too far away, so uh, let's wrap this shit up, dude. Yeah, we'll continue this later. Yeah, always um, good, my friend. Good shit. Thank so, while I got you, how can people get a hold of you? Um, find me on all social media, Stack of Bricks on everything. S T A C K I N B R I C K S. Facebook, uh, Justin Scott Bricker. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Stack of Bricks. Find me there, baby. Fuck yeah, man. All right, and uh, we'll definitely do this again. Always. All right. Thanks, brother. Peace. And there we go. We did it. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, so I want to start leaving you with a song after each episode. I think it's a pretty cool idea for a number of reasons. One of which, uh, for me, I like listening to music and, uh, and, and, and it helps me to think when I do. So uh, I, th- I thought it would be a pretty cool idea just to leave you with a little bit of a buffer period to uh, you know listen to some good tunes, uh, maybe maybe something you've never heard before um, and then give you a little bit of an opportunity just to maybe think about an idea or two that you heard Um, so enjoy this song is uh, by my cousin Jake Uh, it goes by the enlightened one 
And uh, this song is called Place I Go. And uh, maybe Places I Go. I might be fucking that up. But I will link to it in the notes. So enjoy. By dreams, I had you try to break free. This place I call my Diamond encrusted, cognate, whip it and touch it. Not even hammer could touch it. Uh, I'm thinking like loose pipes. I got the water flowing. I'm sitting back like what they really knowing. Uh, in my mind like where's my home at? Sitting back and I'm feeling that attack with this flow. I tell them let it go like blah. Uh, I'm at home like it's all up in my mind, right? They just wanna get my mind right. I'ma get the time right Universal, sky right This place I call my heart This space where no one knows This place where no one knows It's where I keep my bones 